Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. MLB Network lead anchor Greg Amzinger. Greg, how you doing this morning? Oh, uh, you know my my voice. My vocal cords have seen better days. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that this is how Randy Carriker sounds this morning because I got him tickets to that exhibition USA San Francisco Giants game oh, yesterday, yeah. and when Goldie went yard, I'm gonna guess that Randy spilt his Dr Pepper and started yelling like this. So, um, yeah, I, I, this is how I sound every year when I get back from spring training because it's not just the players you catch up with. It's the media. It's it, it, are the guys that work the grounds crew. You get to know so many people in the game that I don't ever shut up. And this is the <laughs> aftermath of me being a chatty Cathy. Greg, uh, the World Baseball Classic has started and, and is going. Adam Wainwright, one of the Cardinals that is attending and participating. What are your thoughts about him and, and his rough start early this season? Well, I look, I, I think there's a reason why Mark DeRosa, who, again, a former Cardinal, was managing this team, uh, is having Adam Wainwright go game one to start this entire tournament. He trusts Adam Wainwright. There are certain guys, when it comes to the art of pitching, that you don't pay attention to early exhibition innings, you don't pay attention to the radar gun or the spin rate, and they don't care. And I was talking to Adam. His confidence is as high as it's ever been. And he's actually, I mean, he's always in great shape. He does a great job. Uh, there's a reason he's still playing in his 40s. But he looks stronger this year than he did last year. Like, he looks, like, muscular-wise. And I told him that. He looks he looks great. So I, he does not worry about anything. And he will get on that mound come Saturday and be ready to throw something out of his right hand that will get Great Britain out. And Mark DeRosa believes that he will do that, and he's not worried about his game one starter. Greg, I know we have to talk about a, a guy that you have been talking about. I've been listening to you on MLB Network, and you've been really hyping him up, and Cardinals fans are just so excited to see him, and he's been killing it this spring training. I think I know who you, I think you know who I'm talking about, with Jordan Walker. It seems like he has get, been given so many tests so far this spring training and is just passing all of them with flying colors. What do you think will be kind of the final test or test that he needs to pass in order for the Cardinals to say, we got to have this guy on our opening day roster? Yeah, look, at the, the Cardinals are up against it. It's a, kind of like the perfect storm, right, with the World Baseball Classic. Lars Newbar is going to be busy playing. Uh, O'Neill's busy playing. So it's an opportunity for this guy to, to get a lot of that bat in the spring. If he continues to hit like this, I mean, this is reminiscent of Chris Bryant trying to make the Cubs big league roster when he was the, you know, can't miss prospect. And all Chris Bryant did was hit over 400 that spring and lead all of spring training home runs. Jordan Walker's kind of on pace to do the same thing right now, hitting 429. It's ridiculous. Three homers, seven RBIs, OPS over 1,100. 
if he continues to do this, I don't see how with the new CBA that we have and that there is incentive for teams to break camp with prospects that they believe if they get enough at bats, we finish in the top three of rookie of the year voting. And if they do that, you get compensation picks. So it behooves the organization to actually play this guy, right? So that's not what happened with Chris Bryant. It was all about control, and the Cubs wanted to make sure they nickel and dime this guy to keep him in a Cubs uniform as long as they could, and ended up kind of fraying the relationship between Bryant and the Cubs. I I think if he continues to swing like this, and we do not see a flaw in Jordan Walker's game, I don't know how the Cardinals – and I was on the other side of this. I, I, I didn't see why the Cardinals would break camp with him on the opening day roster because they've got outfield depth. They're going to use it. But if the best player, the best hitter on the team, looks like it's this kid from Georgia, <laughs> John Mozilla wants to win more than anybody else, he's going to break camp with this guy in the lineup. He's swinging his way into the Cardinals' opening day lineup. So then, in your opinion, who do you think that that leaves out in the outfield? I think New Bar is going to be on the outside looking in. And I'm a big fan of his. I like the way he plays. Uh, these guys become a fan favorite in St. Louis because, you know, his tail's wagging so hard when he plays. He loves being out there. And I'm a big fan of guys like that. I really am. Remember Rex Hudler? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't wait to watch Rex Hudler run things down in a Cardinal uniform. He carried that all throughout his career. He does that now in the booth uh, doing games for the Royals. But Lars Newpar has got that love of the game in him, right? And I, that's a great thing. But from a talent perspective, you go around the outfield, I know there are a lot of people that are down on Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill is a mega talent. Dylan Carlson's a former first-round pick. And this kid, Jordan Walker, he's also a first-round pick as well. I just think that the cream rises and Lars Dupar will be a fourth outfielder that Jordan Walker continues to progress like this. Greg, I got to tell you, when you said Lars Newbar would be the odd man out, Brooke almost fell out of her chair. She she was <laughs> holding on for dear life to, to hear that Lars would be the one, be the odd man out. Because so many people think Dylan Carlson's kind of washed up. May I remind Cardinal fans right now that Dylan Carlson has played three years in the big leagues and Aaron Judge was just cutting his teeth in the big leagues at the same age that Dylan Carlson is right now. Mm. We are so used to prospects getting to the big leagues, and we want them to play like Mike Trout. And if they don't play like Mike Trout, we're like, ah, well, maybe you're Julio Rodriguez. Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. Maybe you're Fernando Tatis Jr. We, oh, maybe you're Juan Soto. We expect all these guys at the age of 20, 21, 22 to, to like, figure it out. But you know, there are great players who needed five years in the big leagues to kind of get their bearings. You just don't find a talent like Dylan Carlson come around very often. And I still believe in him. A switch hitter who's got that smooth, easy style of play, reminiscent of Jim Edmonds in the day. I just think Dylan Carlson's oozing talent. And you don't want to ruin that relationship. Not saying you're going to ruin the Lars Newpar relationship, uh, but I think Lars Newpar understands what he's up against. One of the top prospects in the game is on fire, and he's a physical specimen, 6'5", 230, and there just aren't many guys like Jordan Walker right now. So if he's on the outside looking in, how can you complain? So uh, he's going to have to have a huge WBC, come to camp, 
and put the finishing touches on a great performance to push Walker off that starting lineup. We're talking with MLB Network lead anchor Greg Amzinger. And Greg, we've been talking a lot about the outfield competition, but not much about the infield competition, specifically at second base. Uh, Nolan Gorman and Brendan Donovan seem to be battling it out there. Brendan Donovan had a two-for-three day yesterday with a home run. Gorman went 0-for-4 with three strikeouts. What are you seeing in that competition, and who do you think comes out of it? I think Donovan's going to get the job. Uh, he, he looks more comfortable at second base. Now, his versatility adds value there, so you're going to see Gorman play some second. But platooning the DH role is where I think the Cardinals want to go, and having Gorman be a left-handed bat in that DH spot is going to make them a better, more lengthy lineup. With the new rules and the inability to shift anymore, I just think you need someone whose footwork and range looks like it's league average, and that's Brendan Donovan right now. I think Gorman could get there eventually, but you just can't. You can't have a lot of hits getting into that hole on the right side. And you got to have a guy who can finish the double play. So I, I think Tommy Edmond has a lot to say with this, guys. That's the, that's the part of this that no one's really talking about. You know, Tommy Edmond is a trusted soldier uh, in, that, in that locker room, in that dugout for the Cardinals. And he's working with both of these guys. And when they meet with him and go, hey, who do you like as your double play partner? Who do you see the instincts-wise on every pitch? You know, who's covering, all that kind of stuff. Who are you more comfortable with? If whoever he says, is gonna, that's going to weigh on the minds of the guys making these decisions. So uh, Tommy Edmonds, he, he's the guy at short. I think it's going to be Brendan Donovan. His odd base is ridiculous. It's really good, and he knows how to do that. Uh, but he looks more natural at the moment at second base. But Gorman is trending in the right direction. You talked about DH. Who do you see potentially being the DH for the Cardinals? Gorman obviously had a rough day yesterday. Moises Gomez has, has had some struggles. Uh, Claiborne said he has a hole in his swing. And then you have Juan Yepes, who who hasn't done especially great so far this spring training. Who do you see as potentially being DH for the Cardinals? Well, of all those guys that you named, there's only one future first ballot Hall of Famer that compared himself to one of those guys. That's Albert Poole saying, Juan Yepes reminds me of me. And the Cardinals know the talent this kid has. You're going to give him as many at-bats as possible. He will DH this year. I don't care what his spring stats are. Mm -hmm. He's going to break the scene. He will DH against even right-handed pitching on some days. They want to develop him and become a middle-of-the-order threat. So don't get too lost in the in the failures and successes of spring training. We love it right now because it's working for Jordan Walker. But the Cardinals have incredibly high hopes for Juan Yepes. So he, to me, is a shoe-in to be that right-handed bat from the DH perspective for the Cardinals. I think it's a Gorman-Yepes thing, really. And that's pretty damn good. For, I mean, two young guys that have an incredible upside, that's a, that's a solid designated hitter spot in the Cardinals lineup. Greg, is there a player that you think that we should be talking about that you think is not getting enough hype right now? Oh, that's good. I, I think Matthew Libertor could be a really dangerous weapon out of the bullpen. And I know he doesn't want to hear that. He <laughs> wants to be a starting pitcher, and I understand why he does. I get it, I get it, I get it. But there's a chance because of his funky mechanics and his slider that he could be the difference maker in the bullpen for a Cardinal team that wants, that has high aspirations, a team that doesn't just want to win the Central. They want to go and compete against the powers of the NL East and the NL West and win it all. You need a Andrew Miller type of weapon in a bullpen. And right now, 
the Cardinals have good stuff in the back end, but they don't have that middle guy, that high leverage middle guy. And as I watch him work this spring and I was, I watch other guys, I think Matthew Liberatore is, is upside for this, this season would be a, a, a strikeout machine in the bullpen. Now that, that remains to be seen whether or not they want to develop him that way, maybe get him more innings and stretch him out as a starter in the minor leagues. And his agent has a lot to say with this as well. I'm going to guess getting the chance to know Matthew Libertor, who I think, by the way, is the next Adam Wainwright personality of the St. Louis Cardinals. If you've never met this young man, he's one of the most impressive young people you'll ever meet. Um, I think he wants to break camp with the team, and I think he wants to be a significant part of it. And If he's in the bullpen, he could be an all-star. That's how good Libertor could be as reliever. Greg, last question for me. When we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, you said you had a few text messages about the top 100. Any more, any more messages or emails about uh, disgruntled players reaching out to you? Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> actually, believe it or not, Kerry, I'm not kidding you. They, they actually signed off. They signed off. Good. A lot of players came up to me and they're like, it was a good list. I like the list. Do you know who else said that to me? Paul Goldschmidt said that to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he walks up and goes, you guys do a good job on all those award shows. Now, granted, he just won the MVP. It was, just funny, by the way. it was funny because I was interviewing him and Nolan Arenado together for the WBC, and he goes, Nolan doesn't want to hear that, but I thought the shows were great. And Nolan's laughing, he didn't care. But he also mentioned that the Top 100 is a great show, and that he really enjoyed watching it. And there were a couple other guys that, uh, that were lukewarm on where they were ranked. But we were doing interviews for other shows that made my top 100 show like the least polarizing of them all. The number of listen to the show they're doing. A Sony reveal show. I'm not hosting this. This is Robert Flores. Where you it, we're interviewing superstars going, do you think you know what your overall score is? What your overall rating is in the new PlayStation game? And I, I, CJ Crone goes, uh, 88. And our producer goes, no, it's 81. Oh, I'm like, I'm like watching these interviews. I'm like, what is this? This is terrible. Oh yeah. And, then, and, then, and so Chris Bryant comes out and now I got to go. Chris Bryant comes out and I, I and, and I'm like, Hey, what is his overall score? You're going to do this interview with him, right? She's like, yeah, his overall rating is a 70. I go, don't oh. ask him the question. And she's like, what we have to do? And I'm like, oh. no, I got to interview him afterwards. Oh. Don't, don't irritate him. Yeah. Don't tell him he's a 70. Yeah. Come on. Greg, as a, as a former player, I can tell you those rankings and those scores are very inaccurate at times. I, I never <laughs> agreed with mine. <laughs> what was your best? What was your best score, though? I think like a 78. And I, I was very frustrated with that overall rating. I, I, I'm, a, I'm at least an 84 at, at, at <laughs> bare listen, minimum. Real quick. Don't the, guys, don't the guys in the locker room talk about it? Oh, they yeah. Talk about it. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a topic of conversation. <laughs> it's unbelievable that these guys care. But they care about their video game rating. We definitely do. My top do. 100 show did not get under their skin as much as the video <laughs> game rating. All right, Greg, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, that was fun. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks, you too. That was MLB Network lead anchor Greg Amziger joining us.